There is a prosperity that only includes what you own, but it doesn't touch who you are. Hey there, sweet mommy. This is Sherry Hayes, the homeschooling mom of 15, bringing you encouragement and delight for your day. So, Wash the dishes or fold the laundry or nurse the baby or just sit down and enjoy some tea while we dive into the good life in Jesus. It's true. In our home, we've had lots of people. And with 15 children, we are a messy, noisy bunch and we are not afraid to express ourselves. (laughs) There is usually so much going on that it feels unnatural when things are quiet. And it feels eerie when one of us is home alone. (laughs) Okay. And we were talking about this the other day. I was talking about this with one of my son-in-laws. And he said that when he first started dating our daughter, that um, it was so hard for him to keep up with all the different conversations that when he came away from our home, he couldn't talk or say a word for an entire day till he came back over the next day. Yeah, we figure that our conversations are like this huge river and everybody talks at once. And so you just kind of have to jump in. So we always are jumping in. Okay, when you get right down to it, this is one of the greatest perks of growing up big. But there are many others. I realize that to most we look poor. We rarely buy new clothing or eat out. And when gas was high, our 15-passenger van, which a gas guzzler, right? was kept in park for longer stretches than any of us liked. We There was a time uh, after 2008 that it was really hard for us, and we just didn't go anywhere. <laughs> but there is so much life happening right here at home. For instance, we have birthday parties just about every month. You know, we're always celebrating somebody's birthday or some people's birthdays. Um, we don't have a lot of money for gifts, so each person tries to think of something special. It may be handmade. Or a dollar or thrift store item that has been purchased by scraping our pennies together, but it is always from the heart. Then we fight over who will make the cake, and when the candles are lit, the birthday song comes from a voluminous chorus of voices. (laughs) In fact, we are a choral group pretty much anywhere. We sing when we worship, we sing when we fold clothes, we sing while we drive around, and we sing when we are supposed to be doing our schoolwork. At night, we cuddle. We tell stories, and when we wake up in the morning, we share our dreams over homemade granola or some baked scones or something. There is always someone available who will listen, someone who will care, someone who will notice. I know that normal, quote-unquote, children go to the mall more than once every three years. (laughs) I realize they don't have to share cell phones and take turns sitting on the couch on family movie night. But they also have to live with isolation, boredom, and loneliness that my children may never know, at least here at home. But looks can be deceiving. I was listening to an old tape of a sermon the other day, and the preacher was relating a story from his youth. It seems there was an older man in his community that looked to be the picture of success. He had the best clothes, he drove the best car, you know... He lived in the nicest house, and he um, had this well-paying and prestigious position in the, in the town. But when he, somebody asked him, like, how, how, do you, how do you live that way? It must be so wonderful. And what was the secret of his success? He was like, 
he didn't consider himself to be successful because he confessed he was not happy and that he had multiple ulcers that kept him from enjoying the most basic foods without experiencing horrific pain. Here was a man that could afford the most expensive delicacies and yet he wasn't able to even eat a bowl of beans without pain. Now that's poverty. <laughs> Poor guy. It's just not enough to look good and dress right. There is so much more to this life than having loads of stuff and impressing others. Instead of focusing on temporal wealth, my husband and I, crazy like we are, decided to invest not just our money, but everything we had, have, or will have in the nurture and training of 15 human beings. Will our investment bring us any dividends? Well, it already has as we have laughed and loved and received more love than any couple would have normally enjoyed in 10 lifetimes. Also, as the economy changes, it may just be that we have a better retirement plan than many of our more affluent peers. I suggest here that poverty does not have anything to do with what you own or what you look like. Our children will never have everything. But this is true for the entire population of planet Earth. Even the richest man will never have everything he desires. But they will have enough. And they will have the opportunity to know God and bless others. We can't think of one of them that we would have denied life to in exchange for a fatter bank account. <laughs> if they are lacking in some physical sense, they are never bereft of all of the important things that make life livable, such as companionship and affection. Even if they are mad at us, their parents, they always have each other. <laughs> and then there is the big picture. When we reach heaven and witness the amazing things God was able to do through the lives of our children, each one prepared and sent out to be workers for the harvest, fruits that will last into eternity. And here is Matthew six nineteen through 21. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. <laughs> and with that, I'd like to give you something more. First, I would like to read to you from Exodus chapter 4. So to give you a backdrop, Moses is standing there in front of the burning bush and God is directing him to go down to Egypt and Moses is like he's not feeling really too hot because he has to go down to Pharaoh right and he remembers Pharaoh is like the potentate of the time and he's gonna have to go little old Moses who's been out in the wilderness tending sheep for 40 years and he's like you know he's not too sure of himself so he says this then Moses answered and said, But suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say, The Lord has not appeared to you. So the Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? He said, A rod. And he said, Cast it on the ground. So he cast it on the ground, and it became a serpent, and Moses fled from it. Then the Lord said to Moses, Reach out your hand and take it by the tail. And he reached out his hand and caught it, and it became a rod in his hand, that they may believe that the Lord God of your, their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. 
And then he had him put his hand in his bosom and it came out leprous and then God healed it and like that. So the point I want to take from this today is when God told Moses, you know, what is that in your hand, right? So that needs to pertain to us in our lives. We can get so fixated on what we don't have or what we might not have that we don't use what we do have to its greatest benefit, right? So Moses is standing there. He's thinking, I have nothing. I'm just this little piddly man. What do I have? And God says, what is that in your hand? It's what something Moses already had. And then God helped Moses to know that with God's power, that could become a powerful thing, right? So we don't have to have a lot of stuff or all this stuff that we think we need. We just have to take what we do have and allow God to show us how to use it to its best benefit. Okay. So we don't have a big house or we don't have chickens or our husband works weird hours and we have more month than paycheck usually. Um, we don't have cottage core or farmhouse or whatever it is. Um, we don't even own a crock or a ceramic bowl and, you know, we have to get our eggs and our milk from the store. <laughs> And sometimes we can't even afford all that. And so, but what do we have in our hand, right? What do we have that God can use in our lives to bless our children, bless our husbands, bless those around us? What do we already have? If we would take advantage 100% of what we already have, we could have an amazing life. Joy is right there in front of us. We must take hold of it and claim it as our own because of Jesus. So let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your many mercies and benefits. Give us new eyes to see the many blessings we have and show us ways to use them to their full benefit. Please, Lord, take what we have and make it not natural, but supernatural in our hand so that we can proclaim your goodness, your kindness, your mercy, and your power, and your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven this day. Both for others and for ourselves, we ask this in the name of Jesus, your son. Amen. I hope this has blessed you today. For more content like this, please visit and subscribe to my blog on my website, momdelights.com. And if you could, Please help spread this message by liking, reviewing, and sharing it with others wherever you hear it. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.